Your health is one of the most important issues in your life. In many ways, it determines your quality of life. Jesus' ministry was focused frequently on the health of individuals. In John 10, 10, we have these words of Jesus. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. With this philosophy in mind, is it possible that your church could be a center of healing? Today on Ministry in Motion, our guest is John Sackett, the president of Shady Grove Adventist Hospital. Our topic is your church, a healing center. You're watching Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. John, what's the mission statement of Shady Grove Adventist Hospital? We extend God's care through the ministry of physical, mental, and spiritual healing. Right, okay. Unpack that. What, what yeah. does that mean to you? Well, first and foremost, I like that it starts with the word we. We're a team. Healthcare is a team sport. And I'm privileged to work with 6,000 other people dedicated to extend the work that Jesus started in his ministry. Mm. And I think the second part is that it's a ministry of wholeness. <clears throat> so the idea of ministering to people not only to their physical needs, but also to their behavioral, their mental, their emotional, and their, um, their spiritual needs is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, John, the hospital obviously means a lot to you. Right. Yeah. And you, you, you want the hospital to be the, the, the best that it can be. That's right. Now, does all health and health care take place at a hospital? Is there a, a wider opportunity than yeah. just hospital care? Right. The hospital care is often limited. <clears throat> People don't stay at the hospital very long anymore. And lifestyle is really, really important to uh, a person's health. So our goal is to help people develop healthy habits uh, as well as taking care of them when they're in crisis. Right, okay. And yeah. healthy habits, we're talking yeah. about? Eating right, <laughs> drinking right, exercising. And um, uh, it's interesting, Ellen White, I don't know if you know this, but she started the Adventist idea that physical, mental, and spiritual health feed on each other. If they're not separate things that you do in your life. So if you are healthier physically, there's a real good chance that you would experience a better spiritual life and vice versa. Mm. So as you work to be the people or the person that God intended you to be, uh, it's helpful to address all three of those aspects in life. And that's the magic that Ellen White brought to Adventist Healthcare and what makes Adventist ministry so unique. Yeah, yeah. So you, you can <clears throat> see it as exclusive and you see the, 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 the church having a part in the overall health of a person? <clears throat> I think absolutely. The, uh, we encourage people to be a part of their church, mm -hmm. um, not just church attendance in of itself, but to participate in the activities of uh, a spiritual life. Yeah. Um, and if it were 
<clears throat> if it were up to me, I'd encourage churches to, just like we do uh, when you go get a physical, like we check your blood pressure and we find out how, whether or not you're at the ideal weight and what your blood sugars are, all those. Uh, we do a physical assessment. It'd be wonderful if churches would also say, uh, what's your uh, spiritual health? Yeah. Do you have some way to, to uh, take a test mm. and find out how am I doing? Yeah. So in a perfect world, a person is <clears throat> um, working on their spiritual, physical, and mental health all at the same time, and they see growth in all three areas by working on the other aspects of making you whole. That's right. Yeah, yeah. okay. So there's some components to health yeah. that, that a, a church can really contribute to. So when you're thinking about the health of an individual, what, what specific things do you think that a church could do that could really, you know, do something for the, for the health of an individual? And, you know, we're, we're not so much talking about the, the, the miraculous, right, right. stunning right. healing, which, of course, Christ performed and he's able to perform and still does happen. But typically... God works through other areas as yeah. well. Yeah. You know, I think um, when we think about our mission of extending God's care, extending what Jesus did, it might be helpful for our church to really think about, well, what did Jesus actually do? And the first thing that we figured out was that except for one occasion, Jesus didn't do any group healings. Remember, there were 10 lepers. Mm -hmm. Other than that, he went out of his way to heal each person one at a time. <clears throat> and his goal there was to uh, establish uh, an intimate relationship. And I think if we as a whole, I know at the hospital, we, we take this intimate relationship real seriously. It's a sacred work for us. After all, when people come to us, Almost right away, we tell them, take off all your clothes and put on this little robe, right? <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's a sacred moment. That's an intimate moment. <clears throat> and Jesus, uh, I think, focused on the intimacy of that relationship. Right. So the idea is if you go to church, um, do you have a chance to have that intimate relationship with God? Do you get to know God better? Does God get to know you better uh, as a consequence? Okay. Now, we have some strategies right. to manage that intimacy. And one of the things that I've found interesting is almost every example of when Jesus healed people, he actually touched people. Touch is an intimate thing, right? And it's a sacred thing. And, of course, if you don't do that right, it can be very violating. Mm. But if you do it correctly, it's a way for you to connect with a person on a very, very deep level. So we manage how we touch our patients. Um, so, for example, um, uh, we'll just think about the handshake. You know, the handshake is a really a way for us to extend to each other, yeah. right? Mm. I care for you. Yeah. And we're, our relationship matters. Yeah. That's all we're saying there. Yeah. But if you do that incorrectly, you can communicate the wrong thing. For example, if I were to stand over you like this, <clears throat> it's not a sense of equality anymore. Yeah. A lot of times when we're taking care of patients, we stand over somebody and we say, okay, well, I want to know the intimate details of your health care. Okay. And, of course, they don't tell us. Yeah. Now, remember, I don't know if you know this, back when uh, Adventist Healthcare first started, Adventist hospitals would um, 
do a very sacred thing. We gave every single patient a back rub every night before we tucked them in. And somehow the healthcare industry got away from that. Yeah. And so nurses were just charting and giving medications. And it took away from the intimate relationship that Jesus had in, in mind. Yeah. So what we're trying to do as Seventh-day Adventist Hospital is, first of all, when we do a physical, we, we have a, a slogan now. It's called commit to sit. Commit to sit. sit. Okay. Commit to sit. In other words, get heart level. Heart level with patients. And when we do, and when we find a way to reach out and touch them in a sacred way, hold their hand, mm -hmm. comb their hair, um, those type of intimate things, that's when we start to hear the stories yeah. of the people we're serving. And that's when we have the opportunity to minister. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't yeah. happen um, until you, first of all, establish that relationship. So just, just briefly, we've got to go to a break, but I'm, okay. I'm intrigued by this touch. Yeah. Because so many areas of, of medical care, there's, there's gloving. That's right. So <clears throat> when, when, when do you have skin-to-skin -skin contact in the hospital context? Yeah. And is it, is it a risk? Well, you know, most, unless you're in the OR, right. um, we don't put gloves on un unless they're highly infectious. Right. Um, but most of the time we gel in. So right. we disinfect our hands yeah. and we gel out to make sure mm -hmm. we don't spread that. Yeah. But we do want that intimate uh, connection with people. We, we want them, we, in fact, uh, for every patient, we do a skin evaluation to make sure they're not getting bed sores or there's not, it's a way of evaluating their body. And touch is definitely a part of that. That's wonderful, John. Yeah. yeah. Stay there. Okay. We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is Your Church, a Healing Centre. And our guest, John Sackett. Now, John, I'm, I'm really intrigued by this, this human touch. I agree with you, but I'm also amazed. We've made more than 200 programs on Ministry in Motion, and you're the first guest that we've had water for them on the table, and there's a reason for that. Right. You suffer from cystic fibrosis. That's right, yeah. What happens if you get the flu? Well, if I even get a cold, um, then oftentimes it goes to my lungs, you know, and the, uh, we get inflammation and I have to uh, get high-powered antibiotics, usually yeah. through IVs, yeah. And you're shaking my hand. Yeah. <clears throat> you're, you're living what you're, you're talking about. Right. I think that's a, that's a beautiful image. Now, it's not just touch that's important. I can remember you telling me a story about how you were actually a patient right. in your own hospital. That's right. And I would love the viewers of Ministry in Motion to, to hear that story. It, was just, it wasn't that long ago I had the um, need for a hospital. And of course, I went to my own hospital. Right. And uh, <clears throat> so I was alone. And uh, in came the housekeeper. And uh, she was really doing a great job. And I said, you know, thank you for doing such a good job. And she recognized who I was. She goes, well, I just want to tell you, I love my job. And I said, well, tell me more about that. And uh, in orientation, 
I talked about how the team approach is important and that every job is important and is a ministry. And she goes, this is the first place I've been able to work where God's calling in my life was made available. And I said, well, tell me. And she goes, well, um, as I'm cleaning, I usually get to know <clears throat> the patients. And you told us that as long as we ask first, we can pray with patients. And I often have the opportunity to ask a patient, would, would, can I pray with you? I tell them, you know, I'm a Christian. And, um, and uh, even if the patient isn't a Christian, most often they say yes. Yeah. And she says, it's such a privilege to pray for those patients and um, ask for God to be close to them. And she goes, um, would you like me to pray for you? I said, absolutely. Then she did an amazing thing. She came over and she held my hand and uh, <clears throat> she sat down next to me and she began to pray. And I'm thinking this is going to be kind of a short prayer, you know. Yeah. Um, and um, as she prayed, it was the most beautiful prayer. And she went beyond, we'll take care of John. She started to pray for our hospital and my leadership there. And I was, I thought, this is an important moment for both of us. And I couldn't help it. Yeah. I, I had to look at her. <laughs> I opened my eyes. And she had such passion that tears were just flowing down her cheeks. And I thought, what a great thing that a housekeeper could live uh, God's purpose for her life uh, in our hospital. I know many, many patients, just like myself, are blessed. Yeah. Just being lifted up by uh, one of the, our caregivers, including the housekeeper, is a, just a blessed, blessed thing. And I feel very, very fortunate that I work for an organization where prayer is encouraged. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can remember <clears throat> being recently challenged I think you may have been at the same meeting of our church. Yeah. Where we were challenged, why don't we pray more yeah. individual with individual? Because there is a healing power in prayer. Yeah. I agree. Um, and um, there are lots of forms of prayer. Right. But uh, very few people turn you down when you say, hey, can we pray together? And the thing about prayer is that it brings out authenticity, right? It does. It does. And um, there is something special. There's nobody so well um, situated in life that they don't appreciate somebody praying for you, even if, even if you're not sick in the hospital. Yeah, right? exactly. And uh, to lift, to be empathetic with the person you're praying with and, and invite God into that relationship is, is hugely powerful and I think something that all churches need to get get better at. Yeah, exactly. So we've looked at the importance of, of things like touch and prayer. What about other things like laughter yeah. and, and happiness? <clears throat> do, do you see that? I'm sure I, I know some of the staff at, at, at your hospital and I've got to tell you the morale there is just fantastic. They enjoy going to work. They enjoy, as the housekeeper testified, right. that the privilege of ministering in that context. And, you know, when, when a church is happy, right. when, then you're not laughing every moment through no. the church. <clears throat> when, when there are opportunities to laugh, that there is a, a healing surge that goes through a person. Yeah, I totally well. agree. 
You know, and then the opportunity to laugh is when you make a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a culture where, uh, and everybody makes mistakes, and uh, so to be self-deprecating is uh, is a helpful and, and a healing thing, right? Yeah. Um, because uh, it turns out that um, making a mistake can be funny um, if you don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah. And I think in the journey of life, it's important to keep the main thing the main thing. And most mm -hmm. things aren't the main thing. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, humor, I think, is really important to, to um, healing. Yeah. Recently, I discovered that there were two major things that contribute to the health of an individual. And I want to hear yeah. your perspective on that. Okay. But I want to do that right after this break. Okay, very good. We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is your church, a healing centre, and our guest, John Sackett. Now, John, from what I understand, there are two things that have contributed significantly to the longevity of people. The first is meaningful and significant relationships and friendships. And secondly, the ability to forgive. Yeah. Would you care to comment on these two things? Well, let's talk about forgiveness. Mm. Um, in the hospital setting, we often have people who are faced all of a sudden with serious health issues. And um, they wonder whether or not they're worthy of forgiveness. Uh, I remember a, a rock star, actually, famous rock star, I can't say who it is. Right. But um, called the president of the hospital. He called uh, you. Called me, which doesn't usually happen. Say, I need to talk to the president of the hospital. Uh, we have a 500-bed hospital, and um, so I went up to see him, and I'm thinking, well, what does he want to talk to me about? Is there a problem? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he wanted it from the highest authority he could ask. He said, look, you know, I've lived a rough life. I, in fact, um, there isn't a sin that I haven't committed. That's exactly what he said. He said, but, you know, this brain tumor, I, I, know, I know that it's inoperable now, and and." I just want to know, you're, you're, you're a faith-based hospital, right? So yes, we're a Seventh-day Adventist hospital. He said, you, you just have to tell me. Will God forgive me? Wow. Will God forgive me? What an opportunity. He didn't ask me, well, can you explain all the theology of the church? He just wanted to know, is God going to accept me in my life? And I had the privilege of telling him that God loves him. The only condition is that you have to love God, yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, like, but God loves him unconditionally. And um, if you want God to forgive you, he already has. I can assure you of that. And um, he was so pleased to know that. And I was so pleased to share that. Um, and of course, um, before we got into that, you know, I had to establish an, uh, a relationship that was intimate. Friendships require intimate connections, right? Where you're willing to share. Yeah. You can't have risk. And so quickly, we've had to learn how to establish intimate relationships with people. Now, 
in my own life, right? I, I, I do have, I have friends at church mm -hmm. and these are friends who um, know I love God regardless of my foibles, foibles right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I make mistakes um, when I'm tired or whatever, but they'll be willing to listen. Boy, listening is really important, don't you think, to friendship? Absolutely. Where's the opportunity to listen? And um, how good a listener am I with them? Yeah. Um, and uh, one of my closest friends, we have a huge opportunity. Um, I'm a big golfer. Right, okay. Because I get to spend four hours with somebody mm -hmm. on the golf course, and we get to talk a lot about a lot of things. And inevitably, we have an opportunity to share and empathize and uh, redirect. So my best friends, you know, hold me accountable, mm -hmm. but they never question whether or not uh, our relationship will be steadfast. To me, that's, that's a huge advantage in, in what church can offer. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you're absolutely right. As I think about the, the importance of friendship and being able to have a conversation with somebody who cares, yeah. somebody who knows your name, right, and, and is genuinely interested. Somebody but, who can ask you questions that um, are important to you. Exactly, exactly. And you, and you can talk over the stuff that keeps you awake at night. Right. right. You know, like, because that's a health killer. <laughs> that's right. but, but when you've got a friend that you can right. unpack that with. Right. And to me, this is one of the, the, the beauties of church. Yeah. Is that you, it, it does foster those fellowship, the appropriate intimacy. Right. Touch, friendship, all these things. Yeah. Right. You know, the, Anthony, the group of people in church that I'm, quite worried about are the seniors. Uh, oftentimes their friends pass away, right? And loneliness starts to creep in. Wouldn't it be awesome if a church uh, could extend God's care and the idea of touch? There's a lot of older people who really haven't been hugged for a long time. And in my perfect world, we bring back the tradition of Adventist healthcare and we set up massage tables where they can be appropriately and sacredly touch, just that touch. You don't necessarily have to speak words, but yeah. you can press into them the love and uh, acceptance yeah. that they've lost. Yeah. I just think that, that's the, that that would be kind of a, a creative thing that our church could do and um, something I'm wanting to advance. That's a wonderful idea, John. And, you know, we, rightfully so, we invest a lot in youth, young adults, but, but there is a, a, to me, the seniors are a significant age as well, not yeah. to be neglected. Yeah. Um, let's face it, they're coming to death. Right. Did you know? And it's a scary thing. Right. Are, are we being kind and loving to these people that are right. approaching, is there any bigger issue in life than death? Right. Um, exactly yeah, right. So I love you. I love your idea. Yeah. Is there anything else that you think a local church could really do that would make a, a practical benefit to the healing of, of others? Well, I, <clears throat> I, um, I, I think if the church and the healthcare, if you have a hospital in the area, most yeah. don't though, yeah. right? Yeah, but churches can be a source of information uh, about how to live the balanced life. And um, I would 
actually have some sort of self-evaluation that church members could take and say, here's how I'm doing physically. There's evaluations that you can do. Right. Here's how I'm doing uh, spiritually. Yeah. And here's how I'm doing mentally and, and behaviorally. And so you know, because yeah. um, if you don't measure it, you won't know. Exactly. And so this idea that Ellen White gave us, I think if we could come together, the churches could do it, the hospitals could do it, more people would uh, live a better life. Thank you, John. Really appreciate it. Sharing your expertise and, and sharing from your heart. Yeah. Did you know, not behind the administrative desk, but you're not that kind of guy. But thank you. You know, I, I love my job. I love working for the church and I love the opportunity to meet the needs of people in our community. It gives me a sense of fulfillment. You know, that idea of purpose. And yeah. I think that's the last thing is if the churches can help people, just like I try to do for all the employees, connect people with their purpose, God-given purpose in their life, and then let them experience that within the church family, great things happen. Wonderful. Thanks so much, John. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us for today's program, Your Church, A Healing Center with John Sackett. Six key points we discovered today. The first, churches should consider their overall spiritual health in the same way an individual considers their personal health. Secondly, Jesus healed people by touching them. Appropriate physical touch can affirm and bless others. Third, don't expect to connect with people until you get on their same level. Four, create environments and opportunities for open and honest conversations. Five, don't neglect the individuals on the margins. And the sixth point, churches can be enthusiastic promoters of how to live a balanced life. Thanks for joining us once again. Of course, Ministry in Motion is not only available here on Hope Channel, come over to our website, ministryinmotion.tv. Until next time, may God richly bless you.